Welcome to Make It Count, Living a Legacy Life, where we invest in what matters, God and people. I'm Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com, where you can learn to know and show the heart of God. And that's what counts. Thank you for joining me. Good morning. I'm happy today to introduce you to my online friend, Marva Smith. She's from uh, BBI, British Virgin Islands, and she's beautiful. And uh, we met on the blogosphere. She has a blog, Sun Sparkles Shine. Shine. <laughs> and she is an executive um, leadership working coach. And so, Marva, would you just share a little bit about your family, then your ministry, and then we'll get into the legacy questions. Yeah, good to be here, Sue. So good to be on your show. And yeah, as you mentioned, I'm over in the Virgin Islands in the Caribbean, and I'm married for about 17 years now this summer. And my husband and I have two kids, uh, two teens. Can you imagine? Life is very interesting. So we have a 13-year-old daughter and a soon-to-be 15-year-old son. And, you know, we're both Christians. I've been Christians for a very long time. And I started blogging on my site, Sun Sparkle Shine, five years ago when um, I lost my father, you know, due to illness. And for me, the blog was a way to really just channel my grief, to find encouragement for myself and not, you know, wake up crying every morning and, you know, offer that encouragement to other women as well. So that's how I started online. And since then, um, I started a new ministry in coaching. And I have a new website, marvelsmith.com, where, you know, I share work-life tips for the career-minded woman oh. and just, you know, really trying to balance all the things. And I, I'm, I'm sure your listeners can relate to some of that. Yes. So, so great. So I find it interesting that a lot of bloggers start out of their own personal need to process something hard that's... Um, that they experience. You're not the first person who said that. So how has writing helped you process grief and how has that helped you help other people? It's been very therapeutic for me because I've been able to write about, not specifically about losing my dad, but just really write about the hope that we have in Christ. Mm. And for me, that transcends into, you know, just all different situations in life. And since then, um, after losing my dad, we went on to lose my brother in a very tragic incident. You know, he was lost at sea. Mm. And that too, you know, I was in the middle of a blog series with my friend, Laurie Shoemaker, mm. um, who you might know, Sue. Mm-hmm. And it was a series on gratitude. And here I was, <laughs> you know, mm. just writing about being thankful and in the midst of this, you know, really tragic life situation. But it just reminded me that God is good regardless of how tragic or how you know difficult our lives might be that he is still good he's still faithful and um he really wants to walk beside us and that's been something that i've been holding on to for for a very long time and that i like to encourage my readers with as well i remember um when your islands went through hurricanes and that's the tragedy i was walking alongside a long ways away but watching yeah. you go through that, how often does that happen every year? It, well, we have hurricane season every year. So it's from June until November. Um, so it's a very long wow. hurricane That's season. A long time. <laughs> um, so it just about started. 
but you know, hurricanes are very unpredictable. So some years we have um, little to no impact. Unfortunately, in 2017, it was like the greatest impact in my lifetime and in my parents' lifetime. Um, you know, it was the strongest Atlantic hurricane, you know, at that point. And we were hit by two, you know, two category five storms within the space of two weeks. And our islands were just really very devastated. Um, I myself, my family, our home was, was impacted. It was um, partially damaged and we moved away for about four months. My kids and I lived somewhere else while my husband went back home and fixed the house. And, wow. you know, we have a lot of stories to tell from that time. But again, mm-hmm. it's another example of God's faithfulness. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that, Sue, because now I can look back at it and see that I've been through a lot of tragedies. Yes, you have. But, you know, chronicling that, you know, all those different situations, I can see how faithful God is. And that's mm-hmm. the beauty of telling those stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I wanted to... Um start with because you're black and there's so much unrest right now in the americas that's so um hard what encouragement could you give your black and white sisters to help us um be supportive to help us grow in our understanding to help us bring peace the peace of god to this world that's just so very broken yeah that's a great question and so timely sue because I feel as though I I can't pretend to relate to all that African-Americans are going through because I'm black in the Caribbean and, you know, in, in my situation, we happen to be in the majority, but it doesn't mean that we don't face racism or we don't have, you know, social, you know, tensions and so on. We do. But what I find is so important wherever you are um, when it comes to race issues in particular is to be a good listener. Mm. And when I say a good listener, it means listening to understand as opposed to, you know, just listening. There's a big difference because when we listen to understand, when we we almost seek to put ourselves in somebody else's shoes or to to walk a mile in their shoes, it, it just really opens our eyes in a lot of ways. And what has been so encouraging to me is just really seeing and listening to a lot of the conversations that are happening now. Mm. You know, I have white friends who are reaching out to me and to black friends and, you know, and to say, I want to understand. I want to, you know, know what you've been going through. I want to understand what this is all about. I want, and, and I think all of that is so very helpful because it means that there's a lot more listening going on now Mm. than, than there was in recent times. And I, I see that as a sign of hope. Mm-hmm. I heard I someone that's where understanding starts I heard someone say I don't know who it was I think it was on the news or on my phone or something that they have hope now but they've had hope before and so she was afraid to have hope and I thought oh that's so sad oh, yeah. I mean she wasn't speaking as a Christian she was speaking as someone who had been uh, hurt through race and yeah. um, but I personally feel that there seems to be some sort of a transformation a shaking up at least in the Christian church mm-hmm. <clears throat> for me it's happened for me and it always starts with yourself rather than projecting it on someone else and so um, yeah listening to understand that's something good just in parenting or in being a good wife mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, to I find it 
maybe you can counsel me. I find it difficult to listen to understand to the point where I feel your pain because then I start crying. But that's okay, you know, but I just like, oh, I think people want to, people, I like to shelter myself from that pain. Yeah. I don't want to go that deep. I started a master's degree in therapy and changed right away because I thought I can't handle other people's pain. And uh, I was glad I knew that. But, you know, God can handle the pain because look what his, sure can. his son suffered. So, yes. um, and how did that help you? with all the tragedies really that you've gone through, why did you want to go into coaching? It, it felt for me like coaching was something that God was calling me to for, for a while, because I really love to be able to walk alongside women in their journey, whatever that might look like in terms of, you know, whether as Christians or just in trying to find their purpose, find their way in life. And I, I felt like it just kept coming up and coming up and God was saying, until you, you know, focus on this, I'm not going to let it go. Oh. And, and so I was doing a lot of different things, you know, I'm a management consultant as well. And, you know, I do leadership training and so on. And I felt like God just kept calling me back to this coaching because one of the things that I find, I'm a very, um, a very results oriented kind of person, very driven, you know, overachiever, always have been. And I find that there are a lot of women like me. And mm -hmm. when it comes to, you know, being in a career, you know, being um, in the working world, we tend to really get caught up in, a, in competition, whether we're competing with the men or competing with other women, we're trying to get ahead. There's a lot of striving. And I felt as though God was calling me to really sort of see that in myself mm -hmm. and help other women through that as well. Um, well, I eight years ago, Sue, I would think that some woman would say, well, wait a minute, I don't need help in that. That's the way God designed me to be. And I need to finish these things. So it's yeah. interesting too, that God will teach me something before I can teach somebody else that goes through us. So what do you mean by helping someone if they are, um, you feel that they might be stuck or shouldn't be in this results overachieving thing? What, what do you mean by trying to help? You know, it, it can look a lot of different ways, but I think the first thing is being able to, for each woman to recognize that maybe this isn't the best way. And and I get it. There, there are women out there who feel like, yeah, this is me, this is who I am, and I love it, it's working for me. I say, great, that, that's perfect. Um, but I think there are some women who also feel, yeah, it's not working. Hmm. And I think that's where the help comes in. It's being able to recognize that maybe there's something more. I, I started to mention, Sue, that eight years ago, I made a really big career shift. I actually <laughs> retired early <laughs> oh, wow. from, from my career in public service. And I felt it was something I needed to do because I was given a lot to my career. And it just felt like my priorities were out of whack. You know, I was given more to my career than to my family and my kids were young at the time. And I felt as though something wasn't quite right. And I had this nagging feeling that there was more, there was more to life than what I saw. And you know, here it was, Ivy League graduate, you know, top of my career, I had everything. And I felt as though there was still something missing. Like, what, what is it? I couldn't even tell. Hmm. But 
I really needed to have that time to step away, to step back from the the day-to-day striving and struggling um, to see what that was. And I don't pretend to think that every woman is going to relate to that, you know, but for the woman who does, this is where I come in, mm-hmm. you know, it, learning from my own journey and, and really for her to find what that missing piece might be. Mm-hmm. So what kind of legacy are you interested in leaving for those who, or even right now, I don't mean after you die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's a current, it's a current thing that we leave a legacy uh, daily. We're just not aware of it often. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who love you and know you. I think about that in terms of being a strong woman and what that looks like. I have, you know, a heritage like my my mom and, you know, her mom, you know, all strong Caribbean women, you know, um, there's something about being strong as a woman that is worth celebrating. I, I completely would be the first to say that. But I can also see for me that my strength can also be my downfall. Because, you know, it's like, I can do this. I can do it on my own. I don't need a man. I don't need anybody else. You know, let me just get at it. (laughs) (laughs) But again, you know, so I, I would really want for my legacy to be to almost take a second look at what it means to be a strong woman in today's society. And right now that starts at home with my 13 year old daughter. You know, what does it mean to be independent? What does it mean to be you know, a, a woman in today's world, what does that look like in terms of a relationship with men, in terms of a relationship with other women, in terms of a relationship with God? What does that look like to be strong? So how have you defined it? Give our listeners a taste of what you mean. It really begins with knowing who you are in Christ and celebrating your unique qualities. There's not a need for competition. There's not a need for comparison. There's really just that peace in knowing that God has made me a certain way with, you know, unique qualities, unique gifts that I bring to the table, whichever table I'm sitting at. Um, And it's just a way of recognizing that I have something to give. And when I say I, me as a person, but each woman has something to give and to offer that is worth celebrating. It, what would you, you know? say to a woman who says, but I don't measure up. I mean, I have a sister who can, I used to say <laughs> when I was younger, my sister can sew, my other sister can play volleyball. I can't do anything. And that's a very young comparison thing, but mm-hmm. there are women in their fifties and sixties and seventies who are still saying those things. Maybe the comparisons look different or sound different. What would you say to counsel them and to encourage them to stop comparing? It starts with looking at what it is you believe and examining whether or not that's true. What do you You mean? When we say, I can't do anything. I don't have any gifts. I don't. Oftentimes it's not really the case. It's just that we've been so busy looking at others that we have forgotten to look at ourselves Hmm. and we've forgotten to really appreciate the value that we have. And sometimes we're looking outside of ourselves for somebody else to appreciate that value, but it starts internally, Hmm. you know? 
So it's really, you know, I, I say to my, even to my daughter as well, sometimes taking those lies that we believe, it's like taking them out of our heads and examining them. You know, mm -hmm. is this true? Is this true? Is this, you know, the way that I feel, is that the gospel, so to speak? Is it true? If it's not, then what is true? And I often have to do that for myself because there's certain lies that I've believed that I've told myself that I have to now debunk. You know, I have to go back to, to God's word and say, well, what does God say about this? Hmm. So for that woman who's doubting her value or doubting her gifts, what does God say about you? Hmm. What are can the, the qualities you give a, that can you, you give have? Us, can you share um, one of those lies that you had to debunk from your own head about yeah, yourself? The, Sure thing. The, the most pressing lie that, that comes up for me quite often is, I just can't win. Uh. And it comes up when maybe I face a difficult situation or things are going really well and then something happens. Maybe it's a hurricane. <laughs> maybe it's, you know, a, a loss. Maybe it's, it could be little things too, you know, just the day didn't go as planned. And then I start to think, see, I just can't win. Mm. I love and that. What I've had see, to do, if, Sue, you know, you know <laughs> I, I do that too. Cause he's like, oh yeah, of course I can't make money. I'm just a person who can't make money. I yeah. spend money well, but I can't make it. And so it's like a thing. It's see, a cycle. It's a cycle and we, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy in some it way. It sure is. Yeah. So how it's do you get out of that? How do you debunk it? So for me, I go back to the God, to the Bible, to God's word. Okay. And I look at what God says about, you know, winning. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the scriptures that talk about, you know, I'm more than a conqueror. You know, I, I have more than everything I need for life and godliness. All those scriptures, you know, finding what does God say about this lie? Where, you know, even finding scriptures that we can meditate on, that we can memorize, that we can write on our walls you know, on verse cards, whatever it is. Yeah. Because we need those constant reminders because mm -hmm. the lie is, it's not just a lie that we believed, you know, starting yesterday. A lot of these lies go back to our childhood, you know, to, to many years ago when, you know, through our formative years. And so it's hard to really take them out of our lives, but God's word is powerful. And I continue to hold, hold on to that. So your main legacy, or at least the one you've brought up so far, would be to help women continue to be strong women, because that's, you know, we're all about being strong women. My mother was a strong woman, and she didn't even know what feminism was, mm -hmm. but she was, she was, uh, had common sense, and I guess that's not so common, as my friend likes to say. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was raised by a strong woman. I feel like I'm a strong woman, but I can still be uh, crippled by my... Um, lies I tell myself. Is there something else in your legacy that you would like to pass on? It, it goes back again to, to being a woman in today's world. I would think about this thought that I can have and do it all. I believe that for a very long time. And I, I've come to believe in more recent times that I can have and do it all, just not all at the same time. Oh, I like that. Because say it again. Say, it again. Say, say that again, Marva. Initially, I used to think that I can have and do it all. Mm -hmm. But now I realize that I can have and do it all, just not all at the same time. 
Can you give and an example? And it's been a long journey to this place. Mm -hmm. um, what, what has been an obstacle to keep you from coming to that quicker? My independence. Ah. <laughs> you know, my trying to do it all on my own strength. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My refusal to, you know, accept help or to, to let others in. Mm -hmm. You know, again, that strong woman mentality that, you know, I, I've got this, but sometimes recognizing that I don't, it's, it's even being able to welcome sisterhood, you mm. know? Well, I want to be your sister. You are. <laughs> oh, oh, good. <laughs> I think that's pride on my part when I don't want, when I don't want to admit that I really can't do this without help. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. It's Thanks. it's pride on my part too, mm -hmm. you know. It's because I pride myself in being self-sufficient, you know, independent. I strong. thought that was an American quality, and you're not. American. Oh, I think it's in women everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought, well, Americans have a lot of trouble because we think we can do it on our own, um, because we're so independent, and yet we can then push God out of our lives. So he mm -hmm. says he wants us to be strong, but in Him. Yeah. What has helped you most in turning to God and admitting your weakness? Struggles. Mm. That's the truth. Because mm. maybe because God knows how I work, how my mind works and how I think he has allowed situations in my life to really cause me to turn to him. Yeah. And Sue, so I can look back and think, well, gosh, I, I wouldn't have willed any of this on myself or wished it for anyone. Mm -hmm. um, but I can also see how a lot of the things that I've been through, the difficult things, have really shaped my character and helped me to rely on God so much more. Because mm -hmm. in the good times, I feel like, yeah, I got this. I'm good. You know, it's really in those difficult times that I feel like, oh, my gosh, I, I really can't do this. And he keeps humbling me. And, mm -hmm. you know, you would think I would get the lesson by now. <laughs> Me too. I like to say that even though I hate trials, I like where they send me, which is in God's lap. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Um, did you have to make any changes to uh, become more reliant on God personally? Like, were there, were there steps or obstacles that you had to overcome? You said you had to overcome your self-reliance. That would be mm -hmm. one. Anything else mm -hmm. that you thought of? in sharing your legacy? I'm thinking in terms of just my relationship with my husband, oh. being more open with him, you know, getting to a point where sometimes I say, you know, I really can't do this on my own. I think it's really tied to my self-reliance again, but just letting him in. Hmm. And again, you know, with, with other women in my life, and having, having those friends who are willing to say the things that they see that can help me be a better me. Because mm -hmm. I need that. I need we, all, that. we all need that. And we need to be willing to be close enough to, let's say, a friend yeah. to where they feel they can speak into our lives. And same yeah. with us. That uh, I mean, my spiritual gift is exhortation. But unless I'm close to that person, I really have not earned a right to say something. I love that point, Sue, because I think that's 
you know, speaking the truth in love, it starts with the love, mm -hmm. you know, and I've seen so many instances where we try to speak into somebody else's life, but we don't have a relationship. Mm -hmm. I don't think that ever goes well. No, it doesn't. You know? <laughs> it's like, so it's, it's having those, you know, discipling partners in your life who are able to, to love you as a person and to love you into the person that you can be. Mm. I love that. Love that God's creating you to be. Mm -hmm. um, I'm taking notes. That's why I'm taking it. Love you into the sure, person yeah. God wants you to be. Isn't that mm -hmm. what we want to be as a mother? We want to, yep. we want to love. We want to encourage, mm -hmm. exhort. And I do laugh in a sort of wry way that since I have the gift of exhortation, but my kids won't let me use it on them. <laughs> and, uh, I, and even I told my husband once, I think I have the spiritual gift of delegation. And he said, well, don't use it on me, <laughs> which is why I married him. I, I can't really tell him what to do. Um, do you want to leave us with any last bit of wisdom before we close off today, Marva? Know who you are in Christ. Really just embrace your relationship with God. Everything that we do starts right there. You know, on our own, we have views of of who we think we should be, who, who we should become, you know, what I want to be when I grow up, but just really taking everything back to him. Is there and, a particular scripture? Guidance. Is there a particular verse that comes to mind when you say, remember who you are in Christ? Not, not so much based on that one, but one verse that I keep holding on to is the one in Jeremiah 29 hmm. that says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And hmm. it goes on and says, then you will call to me and fit to me, you know, when you seek me with all your all heart. heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people forget that next verse. They forget that part. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the first uh, part of the verse is so much more popular. Yes. But it it's in that relationship with God. When we seek God with all our heart, I believe mm -hmm. that he reveals the things to us that, that will shape our character, that mm -hmm. will help us to become more like him. Yes. That is so great. All right. Well, you have been a tremendous blessing to me. Oh. And uh, lovely to hear your voice and see your beautiful smile. I've seen it online. And I'm going to put in the show notes where you can connect with Marva. And do you have any um, ebooks or anything for sale, or is it your coaching ministry mainly? I have the coaching ministry, but I also have a little shop for Sun Sparkle Shine as well. Okay. So I'll share that link. You know, I have some ebooks and some PDFs and so on that really just help people walk closer with God and, you know, just. Yeah find their way in this world. Well, I appreciate that you've been so vulnerable with us and um, that of your struggles of trying not to be quite so self-reliant and how hard some things have been. So I uh, appreciate hearing your words of wisdom today. It's been a blessing to me. And would you also send me a recipe, maybe from your mother, um, <laughs> that I could make if I can find the seasonings here? Is it uh, uh -huh. all with jerk seasoning or what? No. I don't know. <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> okay, great. All right. Well, we'll put that recipe in the show notes as well. Thanks so much. Thanks. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series, as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.